It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What you say? He just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. got that disco sound to it who must be coming up next does a tremendous job noon to one every weekday owns the weekends and uh some met man told me at the game last night being honest he goes you know i never really loved curtis slewa before but since he's been coming on your show every day he's become my favorite guy and i said that's because he's great and he is great and uh here he is again for his wednesday appearance my good buddy Curtis Sliwa, who already, already has an issue with my previous guest, Frank Morano. Let's clear the deck here. First off, that was a great song. Gift from the French people, like so many gifts. Patrick Jouvet, I Love America. You never heard a disco song from any American, I Love America. So they helped us. Well, wait a second. What about James Brown? Living oh, in America. Correct. You are correct. Rocky Three. Yeah. I apologize. That, right. that is a great song. Yeah. But imagine a Frenchman did this in the middle <laughs> of the disco era, just like they gave us the Statue of Liberty in our harbor. And without them, we would be uh, we would have the Union Jack, uh, you know, that we'd have to be saluting to. But anyway, I digress. May I just say to that Met fan, the reason that um, he never liked me before is, you know, I've been he very He didn't open. say he didn't like you. He said he wasn't the biggest yeah, fan. He well, liked you. Well, but because now he loves you. Because, remember, I've always said, I hate the Mets, and I still do. <laughs> remember, I was on the stage at Bryan Park, year 2000. Rudy Giuliani said, I want Curtis to warm up the crowd. Met fans on one side, Yankee fans on the other side. His deputy mayor, Randy Levine, said, don't do it. He's going to pour gasoline on the fire. I said, you Met fans, you three-eyed cousin fornicators. I go to the Shade Stadium, look at the parking lot. It looks like a demolition derby reject. There's almost a riot. And so Rudy comes up to me and goes, good job. I'm going to add gasoline to the fire because, you know, he hated the Mets, too. Of course. So I understand that. But real baseball fans will never say, oh, I like the Mets and the Yankees. No, no, no. No, no you can't do that. Visceral no, hate. Not. I, Visceral I told, hate. That's when I got my uh, real first, uh, I got the FAN job because of that Subway Series, because WNEW was about to uh, not extend my contract. They had hired Craig Carton with me. They were keeping Craig. They were sending me home. And I met Mark Chernoff and all those folks during a Mike and the Mad Dog live show at Rockefeller Center during the Subway Series. That's how I got the job, Mets, exactly. Yankees, exactly. 23 years ago Let already. me tell you something. It was better than a wet dream, better than sex last <laughs> night. Clay Holmes coming in like Mariano Aye. with that singer. 
All of a sudden, it looked like the Mets were on the precipice of victory right in the Subway Series. 7-6, one run lead. Lindor, strike three. Starling Marte, strike three. Yankees win. Yankees win. Hey, look, the Yankees, they're they're in third place behind both Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a great team, although Oakland's got them two days in a row. But the Yankees are still 10 games over 500. Right now, they're a wild-card playoff team. The Mets are five games under 500, seven teams ahead of them in the wild-card race. So, Yankees are fine. The Mets, horrible. Let me, though, salute you for the decision you made. Here it is, the phone call came in from very influential people. We're not talking about people on the periphery. Hardcore Trumpers right at the core who could get you into Bedminster and get you in front of the groupies, not behind where all the groupies are. And you made a decision, which is relevant to your status in New York City now. No, no, no. (laughs) I I am the number one talk show host in the tri-state area, maybe in the nation now, definitely in mornings. No, no, I want a one-on-one with Donald Trump. Well, that's what I said to Sergio. I said, I don't want to be standing around 9,000 sycophants and the regular folks that are there all the time. And maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe, but I would like the opportunity for me and Danielle to come on a Tuesday or Wednesday quiet night after golf, sit down with the president one-on-one. And he said, "Uh, we'll do it. So we'll see. You are so right. Thank you. Just don't mention my name. It might ruin his night. Wait, does he uh, still hate you? No. We've had a love-hate relationship. Yes. And obviously, I feel what's happening now is the absolute udiscrazia. And it's better coming from me, a guy who's been called a rhino, you know, a never-Trumper, as opposed to people who've always supported Trump. This is the absolute worst. But... Let me talk about Frank Morano, who would have dropped everything to go out to Bedminster and would have been parking cars, <laughs> would have been doing valet parking, anything to be out there. But he's not a big Trump guy either. He just wants to be at the big event. Yeah, yeah. Right. But no, he, he's truly a Trump supporter. Oh, he is. I must tell you that. Uh, and right. he was a Trump supporter longer on. He, Maliotakis, Borelli, I told you the story, Roger Stone. They went to Trump Tower to try to convince Donald Trump to run against Andrew Evilize Cuomo for governor. And they made a very compelling uh, pitch. And then Roger Stone stepped in and he said, Mr. President. Now, remember, Mr. President, he said, you are ripe to run for the presidency. You do not want to run for governor. And Roger Stone superseded all the others who had the best of intentions for Trump. And obviously the state of New York would have been better to have Donald Trump as our governor. But Roger Stone was the first person to promote Donald Trump for the presidency. He is the confidant. He is the Rasputin. But let's talk about Frank Morano. What a sucker. He gets on and he says, Peter King gave him an American flag that flew over the Capitol, right? He did say that as a housewarming gift for he and his lovely wife, Rachel, in their palatial estate on Staten Island. What a scam this is. What? There are 535 members of Congress. All of them give away flags that they all claim flew over the Capitol. This reminds me when Slammy Sammy Sosa hit his 66 home run, (laughs) finished second to roided up Mark McGuire. They were both roided up in 1998. McGuire had 70. And then he did a tour. He's in front of City Hall. I was there with the Guardian Angels because some of them Dominican. They love Sammy Sosa. Oh, he's the best. He's giving Rudy his 66 bat. <laughs> he gave his 66 bat to 24 different oh people around the country, around the world, including in Osaka, Japan. And it turned out his real 66 bat was in Cooperstown. Oh, boy. 
Oh, I mean, it's just the same boy, thing. Same thing. And Rudy was all happy. Oh, oh I got the 66 no. bat. Oh, my oh, God. Now you've ruined the whole thing for Frank Morano. Now, uh, while you ruined Frank's story, you told me you've got your own great flag day story. Yes, but before we do that, I may want to um, bring Frank before the commission again. What? He took a shot at Poe. He took a shot at Rayos. And remember, when he you were talking about yes, And, by the way... Uh, he was sing- I, I don't know if you heard it on the way in. 4 a.m. this morning, I heard him. Of course I didn't hear he it. He sang for five minutes on the air. I looked at the stream. It crashed. What was he singing? Oh, my God. The worst singing. You'd- I'm going to send you. <laughs> I got the tape. What I'm was the send song? It to Why you. was he singing? Doesn't matter. Uh-oh. That's it. He comes no. before the commission. He's not hired to sing. Well, now you've He's got... He's not Vinnie Madunio. I understand, but now that is uh, two names you've given me in the last 13 hours that you want to put before the commission. One, my dear friend, defense attorney, Arthur Idala. Oh, we'll get to now him Frank momentarily. Morano. Uh, it's a lot there. That's a no, lot, no. In Curtis. In fact, let's get, let's get to uh, your very dear friend, yes. Arthur Idala. My God. Yesterday, he comes on. He's a great legal expert. <laughs> yeah. But then he starts to compare... The case of Harvey Weinstein, the worst serial rapist and sexual assaulter of all time, to Donald Trump's case. He did it twice. And you gave him poly prep day school immunity. Yes, I did. You didn't pick up on it. I thought you know, it was great. You know who picked up on it? No. Lou picked up on it. What? A lot of people picked up on it and said, how dare he compare well, the there, two? There is a rumor that uh, the great mayor, Rudy Giuliani, picked up on it. Yes. Even commented on it. But I will not allow you to put Rudy on the record unless Rudy calls this show and admits to me publicly me that he's angry. Now, let me tell you something. Rudy is a client of Arthur Idala. He turned on his attorney you listen to it again because you gave him a pass yes, you did. gave him the poly prep day school pass <laughs> like great. you do tacopino who represented a remember a i don't use steroids and then there was tacopino this is an attack on latinos well, about that. it is the worst spurless in meantime then all of a sudden a said yeah i use droids wait a second that's the guy you picked you know he also represented lilo broncado from a Bronx tale whose partner shot a cop, and he also represented Joran Vandersloot, who basically killed... You made my he case. killed All right, the girl in Aruba. Down for you the about Alex Rodriguez? No, poly prep day school immunity. So I want him brought before the commission. Now, yes. let's get to flag day. So I'm at Patricia's last night in Throg's Neck, right on Tree. What a great place. Oh, it is so amazing. Why were you there? Oh, I was there for the fundraiser for George Havranak. Oh, you were? Who's running for city council. He's going to lose to Mike Mondino's sister. No, no, me. that's Frank Morano. When's the last time Frank Morano was in that district? He couldn't find that district with a GPS. He only knows Staten Island. Come on. Even in his conversation with you today, every second word, Staten Island, Staten Island. You really think Frank Morano knows about that race? Well, well, I wouldn't. I think you probably know more, but I think he does know. Yes, he knows. He knows Ugats. That's what, what he what, knows. What, what, what if he's right? What if Havernack loses? Well, let me tell you something. The women came to us. Both George Havernack, who's done constituent service, he's running in the Republican primary for city council, and they said, Curtis George, I have lived at a condo complex run by Cornerstone Management for 20 years. It's great. It's in Country Club. That's another place Frank Morano has never been to. This is a gorgeous community in Throg's Night. Yeah. Let, me, let me read to you the letter that I saw that they gave me, and they were crying. It has come to the board's attention that residents are hanging flags on their porches for all to see. The women said, we're flying the American flag. It's flag day. June 14th. <laughs> yeah. 
okay? That, uh, the board doesn't want them flying the American flag, so well, I what said. What is wrong with these people? I said to the women, I said, I will be out there with you. Over my dead body will they remove those American flags. Thank you for that, the great American you are. And George Havinick said, absolutely. But notice, they knew where to come. Yeah. They didn't go to Mike Rendino. They didn't go to the Democrats well, who probably would have burnt the flag. Mike they didn't Ren- go to AOC, who's the congresswoman there, who would have applauded that. True. They came to George Havinick and Curtis <laughs> because they knew we would get action. And let me tell you, Cornerstone Management, you remove those flags... And you're going to have to arrest me and put me before the DA in the Bronx, Darcel Clark, who's the female version of Alvin Bragg, <laughs> that Mike Grandino won't even run a candidate against as a GOP chairman, and is going to record and say, oh, she's such a good DA. Yeah, she's a good DA, so she won't prosecute you for political corruption. <laughs> we have about three minutes to go. I want to hit two other major stories. Uh, we need your help in my neighborhood. I'm going home tonight. And uh, you and I talked about this a couple of days ago. I don't often go to 116. It's pretty far away from my house, walking at least. It's a quick drive. But uh, I used to go to, like, the chef's table over there. My buddy Vinny owns Rocco's right there. I see people walking on 116. They are drug-addled, the night of the living dead, some real low lives. Will the guardian angels take spot on 116 in Rockaway Beach? Now that you have finally returned to the Irish Riviera, after not listening to me and your own son, Gabe, you're going to his graduation today. It was the Friday before Christmas. I said, Sid, you better take Woodhaven Boulevard back. You better stop at Home Depot. Your pipes are going to burst. You said, oh, no, then. I said, the temperature's going to drop 50 degrees. Even Gabe said, Daddy's right, he's right. <laughs> you wanted to take the speed ferry. They wouldn't even let the speed ferry go. The very next day, what happened? Poof, 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 poof. There went your beautiful, gorgeous house, and you have been like a gypsy ever since. Every time you go to a hotel, they would tell you, I'm sorry, Mr. Rosenberg, we're moving in illegal aliens uh, at the beginning of Monday. You're going to have to move out. And you would say, let me call Eric Adams. And he would say, nothing we can do. It's Catholic charity. Sorry. Talk to Cardinal Dolan. You know that. It was your son and I who warned you. But you're so pretentious, obstinate. You didn't go to the Irish there who have to deal with this every year. You're right. I should have done that. The Jew knew everything. Oh, I'm a chosen person. You wouldn't know what to do with a hammer and a bag of nails. Oh, the worst. Curtis, I can't change a light bulb. Now, in the uh, the final two minutes of yes. his unbelievable appearance, once again, i got to give you all the credit because just a couple of days ago on this show, really unprovoked, you came out and said, hey, our police commissioner is very unhappy with the mayor. She's very unhappy with Phil Banks. She's unhappy with Jeff Madry, all of them. And literally five hours later, this is unbelievable to your credit, Curtis, she stepped down. She resigned. Now, the mayor said something yesterday. I have no idea what he's talking about. Some old proverb from his mother. It made no sense. It was nonsense. He knows he effed up here. But it seemed like Eddie Caban was going to be the next guy to take that position. Yes. Now I'm hearing maybe not. Well. I'll tell you what's going on. Imagine roller derby. You used to watch roller derby, the scrum, remember? Charlie O'Connell, you know, of the San Francisco Bay Area Bombers would always come to the front. So it started out yesterday, Eddie Caban will be the interim police commissioner because he was Sewell's shadow. Everywhere you would see Sewell, Eddie Caban would be there, the deputy number three person in the department because he knew the whole department. He's well-respected. Sewell knew nothing, right? So he would wish and she appreciated that. He was a true gentleman. So he will be the interim uh, commissioner starting on July 1st. 
But all of a sudden, yesterday, the brothers and sisters were saying to Eric Adams, BPIC, black people in charge, it's our day. Well, what about Rodney Harrison? Rodney Harrison, yes. who went out to become the police commissioner in Suffolk County. Yes. He sucks. He and I'll sucks. tell you what. He <laughs> Shay and de Blasio pulled a billion dollars out of the NYPD budget. Did you see Rodney Harrison say, oh, no, I'm resigning. I will not pull a billion dollars out. He justified it with the police commissioner, the lapdog full of de Blasio. Where are you, Shay? Oh, you are a double shanda, double ud scratcher. They never put the billion dollars back. And I'll tell you what, coming up in the outside of this scrum roller derby is all of a sudden Timothy Pearson. A mayoral aide, former cop, he was at the Racino in Aqueduct. He was double-dipping. He was getting paid there and paid by Adams at City Hall. All of a sudden, he got cold busted. And the brother comes up to Eric Adams and says, Eddie Caban's complexion is not his protection. V-P-I-C. Black people are in charge. So now we got a real scrum. Look, you know I hate Eric Adams for what he's doing in the city smartest movie could do is make Eddie Caban a great man, the first Latino Hispanic police commissioner. Hispanics will remember that till the ends of time. Don't be doing that black thing. Let me tell you something, Eric Adams. You got enough blacks in charge, and two of them are tainted and should be in jail. Phil Banks and Jeffrey Manji. It's time for the liberty-loving Latino. Eddie, come on, from Castle Hill in the Bronx. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.